0: It's time for The Drive's Top 4 at 4. Hour number two of The Drive underway. We begin with the
1: top four at four. Here's Marcus Young. Thank you, Russell. At number one, the new AP poll is out. Purdue is still at number one. Alabama will go through the SEC. Alabama moves up to number three. Tennessee drops down four spots to number six after their loss to Florida and Potentially because of the struggle win over Auburn. Past that, uh, Kansas dropped down to number nine. It's weird seeing that they might be out of the top ten here soon. Uh, rest of the SEC is uh, a no-go.
0: Yeah, no, I mean there there is no rest of the SEC. It's just Tennessee and Alabama right now in the top ten. Auburn falls out. They were 25th, and Tennessee beats them. And where is? Uh, Where's Kentucky?
1: There, there's no, there no. Trying to see if they have Tennessee and Alabama. (laughs) They got it. Apparently, this says Kentucky got one vote. Yeah, I mean they. How many
2: games do they won in a row?
1: Well, they lost to Kansas last weekend.
0: That's right. So, uh, they haven't really beaten anybody besides Tennessee, and they are now sixteen and seven overall, seven and three in the league. I mean, they're probably – I don't know what their schedule looks like this week, but they're probably on the verge of being back in this conversation, but they got seven losses in a Kinda, bad league. So, it's going to be hard to – Are on the bubble? They're in. I, Where would you seed them right now? I think Lunardi had them as like a 9 or a 10 seed last week. I mean, be they are Dangerous. Still have, they that
2: got, team lurking around on a the 9 line.
0: Do. You
2: scared of Kentucky? you scared? Not scared of them, but I, I could see a, an underseated uh Kentucky team doing some damage from like 9 or 10 slot in the tournament. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's not like they're hurting for talent up there. Big blue bear. Hate to see it.
1: You watch it. This is going to be interesting. Uh, number two, uh, Alabama has hired their defensive coordinator, former Vol. And it's not cornbread. I, think I set you up for that one, but cornbread. Uh, they have hired defensive coordinator Kevin Steele, formerly at Miami, to be their new DC. You notice
0: the pictures of him? Like, first of all, he's lost a lot of weight. He looks much smaller than he used to. I don't know if he's shrinking or what's going on there, but he's got a very Sopranos type vibe going on. Like, he looks like one of Paulie Walnuts' crew showing up to work a no-show job down at the Esplanade. Kind of like,
2: kind of like Patsy Parisi, kind of vibe. No,
0: yeah, he's a guy you send out on collections. He's a mean looking guy. Like uh, you know, <laughs> I don't want to dis- disappoint him. Yeah. Kevin Steele back in the SEC to do Nick Saban's bidding. I mean, I kind of feel like who, who is the guy they had there before? Golding went to Ole Miss. Yeah, I feel like Golding to Steele is a step down.
2: I thought like Golding to steel is an improvement for Alabama. You think so? Yeah. Uh, I'm not uh, feeling God, it.
0: Kevin Steele, I mean, uh, just it's such a retread, such an uninspired hire, I guess is the Golding, word I'm looking for. I mean,
1: for. it kind of is. I mean, I don't think Golding was that good. Remember how we felt when we thought Steele was going to get the job? Do you guys remember how we clowned Alabama the week
2: after that? Because Josh Heupel basically just had his way with that defense. Did Miami have
1: a good defense this year? I don't I know. Don't, I
0: don't, I don't think, think, so. think so. But I mean, Alabama went ten and two, and Tennessee smoked a lot of defenses when Hendon Hooker was pulling the trigger. I Tennessee hadn't never smoked Alabama like that. No, but they were still pretty good. There's. Uh, We'll we'll see how it turns out. I'm just kind of I'm looking at that and who did they hire for off? Did they hire Tommy Reese?
1: Yeah, it was Reese from Notre Dame. It's it's uninspiring to me.
0: Yeah, I don't. If I'm an Alabama fan, I'm not exactly Brian Kelly's old OC fired up about these coordinator hires they made.
1: He was the I believe. Yeah, I think he was the OC near the end of Kelly, and then he stayed as OC for Mark Marcus. Yeah, that was last name. They were. uh, He was kind
0: of their whipping boy
1: this past year. Yeah, he was the kind of the I don't remember that offense exactly being dynamic. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this uh how they move forward. Uh number 3, Tom Brady says he will be starting at Fox Sports in 2024. Quarterback Tom Brady who announced his retirement back on February 1st said Monday that he won't begin his work as a sports broadcaster at Fox Sports until the fall of 2024. So what's he doing this year? I would say with his family, but I don't know if he's going to be doing uh, trying to hard. find that, a new family. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, that, that ship
2: sailed last year. Yeah. You tell your wife you're retiring,
1: and then you you unretire. Brady doesn't strike me as a TV guy. Yeah, no. I don't see that either. Because like Tony Romo, like did you hear that they're having to do like an intervention for Tony Romo? Yeah, like Tony Romo. Went, I, I, I think it's trouble. hysterical. I don't,
0: I don't get this these critics I love Romo, man. Yeah, but the, some people feel the, like
1: he's he's now that he got the big deal, he's, like... Mailing it in? Yeah.
0: I didn't get that vibe when I watched his games this year. I don't
1: get mad the way I
2: do when I'm watching college, listening to these college guys talk. I mean, (laughs) he knows what he's talking about. The one I'm going to be upset about is if, like, Tom Brady, I don't...
0: He just gives off kind of a flat affect kind of vibe to me. It's like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he'll be great, but I just picture him rolling in there like, I'm Tom Brady. Yep, that's right. So, so
2: what was the model movie with uh, Ben Stiller? Zoolander. Zoolander.
0: Yeah, he's he's like Zoolander. You think he's kind of dumb, kind
2: of a mimbo. I don't, I don't, I can tell you this: it's going to be hard to top Greg Olson, and that's who I've been listening to, and who apparently I'm going to get to listen to again this year, uh, and who's his partner? That's the best one. And so, uh,
1: Burkhart, I think so. Burkhart and Olson. Yeah, they're good. I'm not going di- to. I- I kind They're of a, my favorites. On Thursday nights, I actually didn't mind Kirk doing NFL. I liked him more doing NFL than I liked him doing college. Herb Street. I think he's equally obnoxious at both. Well, that's fair, but I didn't mind him as much in NFL because he wasn't constantly just putting down my team, I guess. Maybe that's why. <laughs> uh, finally, number four the NBA is doing an investigation post game altercations between John Morant's entourage and the Pacers. Do you see this whole interaction?
0: I didn't see the video of it, but somebody was worried that someone in his entourage had a gun.
1: Yeah, so the NBA recently investigated an altercation between associates of the star uh, Grizzlies star John Morant and the Pacers traveling party following an Indiana-Memphis game on January 29th. Members of the Pacers traveling party told The Athletic that someone in an SUV that Morant was traveling in shined a red laser at them. They believed it was a gun. But the NBA said it could not co- uh, collaborate, or excuse me, corroborate whether an individual threatened others with a weapon or not. Hmm. So they uh, they had to look into it. it. Apparently, it was Jaws, uh, one of his close friends. When they mentioned that there was an investigation, he actually retweeted something saying, uh, "Did an investigation? Seeing they were they were capping, still had an article come out to paint this negative image on me and my family, and banned my brother from home games for a year."
2: Well, number one, it's that's not your real brother. It's, your, it's not? I don't think so. If that if it's the guy that oh, already just got just like
0: using it the way we uh, my brother, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So No,
1: I mean he's it's like his best buddy. Yeah, certain because of the certain uh, like me and you going somewhere and me. So the Grizzlies
0: fool. banned his best buddy from their arena?
1: I believe it was the NBA. Oh. I think the NBA came out and said this because it was a NBA spokesperson. And even if it came was just a said, laser
2: pointer, I mean you're that's you can't go pointing a laser pointer and, and, and that's it's it's not funny
1: the uh, spokesperson did say certain individuals involved in the postgame situation in a related matter during the game that night have been banned from attending games in the arena if additional information becomes available related to the postgame situation the league office will conduct a further review so yeah currently he is uh his close friend Devonte pack appears to be banned from fedex form for a year uh, based on potentially just a laser pointer. Do it, people did they still did they have say,
0: laser point? Like, that's still a thing? Yeah,
1: apparently.
2: Did they say whether or not? Was,
0: we had those for, like, this, is, this feels very 1997. Hey, come over and look what I can do with my cat kind of thing.
1: Or like the kid in the well, back the, of the, the class. The, yeah. the, the
2: question was, was it uh, the way I guess the people on the Pacers bus took it was that it was not a laser pointer. But a laser sight for that's a what handgun. They, yeah,
1: that's what they were thinking. But they've not—did
2: they investigate whether or not it was really a gun or they, was it that's, a, Yeah,
1: that's what they never really saw anything that indicated there was an actual weapon. But I guess I don't know. It's I mean, I, there's more confusion to it to me. I will say a fun little story. My friend, you know, there was like one of those not like knife works, but one of those stores in Gatlinburg mm-hmm. that sold like like the BB guns, the airsoft guns, stuff like that. My friend bought one, and while we were driving back to Knoxville, he was like just like waving it around in the oh, car while no. we were on the interstate. And I'm like, what are you doing? I don't care that there's a little orange tip on it. People may not catch that right away and think that you're doing something else. Just yeah, waving really it dumb. around like he's having a good time. You're going to those stores.
0: There's one in Gatlinburg where they'll sell like— scimitars and uh nunchucks and oh yeah old middle e- medieval <laughs> helmets yeah chain mail and stuff like that the old man wouldn't let me and my brothers oh uh, that yeah that's what I, I could walk through it now and be like oh this place is cool and then walk straight out of there without spending the dime you give 14 year old russell 40 bucks stars <laughs> yeah. nunchucks let's see what idiotic purchase i can make here Remember one time I went up there, I had like one of those bull whips. Oh, did you pop yourself with it? No, I think my mom took it away from me because I before it happened. Yeah, hit, I think I may have whipped one of my brothers or something. Really? Yeah, <laughs> probably. Damn. A, it's it's a miracle my two younger brothers still speak to me to this day. I was I was not nice tell you who is nice. Yeah. The friendly folks at Linderman Sports Medicine. They bring us the top four at four this afternoon. Find out more about modern regenerative medicine. Get back in the game of life without going under the knife. Visit LindermanSportsMedicine.com today. Talking Tennessee basketball. In our number one, it was not a pretty afternoon at Thompson Bowling Arena on Saturday, but the Vols get the win. Next up. Trip to Memorial Gym, Vanderbilt, Saturday night, 7 p.m. Vandy has lost three of its last four, but is coming off a 74-71 home win over Ole Miss on Saturday. Commodore is currently ranked number 107 in the net. One and seven in quad one games, the lone win coming over Arkansas at home on January the 14th. go back to the phones. Phil is next. Good afternoon, Phil. What you, sir, what's up, Philly? How are you, Bird Markston? Doing well, thank you.
3: Well, What's our bike playing about? We beat Buck Pearl.
0: I mean... And Bruce Pearl is everybody's favorite former basketball coach, former coach in anything around here. The offensive guru and all he could muster was 43 points. I mean, If you're looking at it through Tennessee orange-colored glasses and why not, you're thinking, man, our offense was terrible. What must Auburn fans be thinking today? Oh, yeah, it was a
3: bad offensive game. Of course, there was two good defenses going against each other, but uh, it is what it is. We know we're we're kind of uh, struggling. That uh, Well, we're struggling all the way around. I mean, our big guys can't even hit shots now.
0: Isn't that something, Phil? Poor Kama, four of 16 from the field. A very inefficient night for the big man from Finland.
3: Well, uh, they'll probably get 30 against Vanderbilt, and then they get about uh, three against Missouri. That's the way way he goes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just we keep saying it, consistency. I heard Barnes say that again Saturday, and it's got to be maddening to them. I mean, you think it's maddening to the fans. Imagine being Rick Barnes, being around that all day, or working for that, go doing the film study, putting in the game plans everything, and then just seeing that kind of output.
3: Well, you look at they got what, eight games left?
0: I believe so, yes.
3: And then uh, we'll say let's say they win the first round of the SEC tournament and get beat the next game. I I say they got ten games left of the regular season in the SEC tournament. So let's say Let's say we go six and four last ten. Boy would our record
0: be. Six and four, I guess that puts you at twenty five and eight. Yeah.
3: And then if you there you go, depending on if you go in a game or two in the NCAA tournament. If they can go to Sweet sixteen, it'd be a great year considering how bad challenged offensively we are.
0: Wonder what kind of seating that would get you. Twenty five and eight, I mean that's probably a three.
2: Depending on what you they could in get, the you SEC two. Everybody keeps like losing. Yeah, yeah. yeah if they, I mean, if they ended up, well, let's say they won two, and you get to twenty-seven and eight in the SEC tournament. If you are playing in the semifinals, that might keep you on the two line.
3: Yeah, it could. And y'all talking about next year? Uh, you look at the roster next year. It's probably more athletic, even
0: though it's void of experience. Yeah, I wonder if Barnes will consider changing his philosophy any. You know, I mean, he's he's always been a defensive guy, but he definitely changed last year on the offensive side to shoot more threes and a little bit less of the mid-range game and you know, I don't know what they've specifically they've tweaked defensively, but they're they're obviously doing something different than they were back in the Grant and Admiral days. You know, I I wonder when he does his postseason kind of 10,000-foot analysis of everything that went on, I wonder if he looks at offense and says, man, maybe maybe there's something we can do a little bit different.
3: Well, either that or maybe uh, Rob Lanier or uh, somebody over there that got Swartz uh, were better coaches than what they got over there now as assistant coaches about game planning. You know, I I don't know.
2: That's something you mentioned it one time early, you know, probably about four, maybe six weeks ago, Russ. About
0: Schwartz. Well, we say that, guys, but there is, you're number six. We're nineteen and four. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard for me to say that the coaching is is any worse when the record is better than it was well, last year with yeah. Schwartz.
3: Well, I'm just trying to figure out how we're going to get some offense over there. I'm. <laughs> Uh, sure. You look at their team next, I, I, they're not going to find any offense this year. Uh, the big question next year, are they going to let B.J. play backup point guard or are they going to go out and get a point guard? Because there's no way Ziggler can keep playing 37 minutes a game. There's no way. It's ridiculous. Not even fair to him.
0: Yeah, you, you got to have an option there. you got to have – and I don't know how many – scholarships they have to play with and I guess it gets back into the conversation will somebody leave who has eligibility it seems like somebody usually does this day and age but what's out there in the transfer portal can you get an experienced point guard who's going to want to come in here and play with Ziegler I would think you could sell somebody on the idea of hey look yeah Ziegler's here but we played him a lot last year with Kennedy Chandler. You can come in and play that Kennedy Chandler role, and yeah. we'll play you guys together, and you guys can help each other out, you know? So I that would definitely be a point, uh, a target, a point of emphasis for me this offseason in the portal. Find another point guard.
3: Well, the big key is if Phillip's going to go to the NBA or not, I, I don't think he's done enough to get drafted in the first round. You?
0: No, but – that's uh, – these NBA teams, they look at potential overproduction, right? And they'll – will two games – that's what he's done, basically, right? He had the USC game where he scored in the 20s and the Mississippi State. I think he had a big game down there in Starkville. Will two games be enough for an NBA team to say, yeah. It's uh, we, we,
3: possible. It really is. Or yeah, if it if it might be. Have a- make a couple more good games before the season. I mean, I I can't foresee him continually to look bad, uh, but I would force-feed that ball to him at least 10 times a game and they're not doing it.
2: Uh, I'd like to see them try and feed everything through him the way they did with Kamwa at the beginning of the Auburn game the other day, Phil, Yeah. just to see what would happen if you force-fed him five straight possessions.
3: I think they're going to have to live and die with uh, Phillips and Triple J – about 20 shots between them a game, because the rest of these guys are – I mean, they're more consistent than the other ones are on the team.
0: People love to throw out these shooting numbers, right? This one just jumped out at me as I look at the box score. How in the world, Phil, does Julian Phillips in 19 minutes have two fewer shots than Jemai Meshack did in seven? (laughs) <laughs> Mayshak had five shot attempts. He made two of them, the other night. Yeah, and Phillips only had three. Like yeah. what? Uh, I'm sorry. That's those numbers should be reversed.
3: I mean, really? They'll just go ahead and make uh, Jamal Mayshack an undersized four because he he can't he can't handle the ball and he can't shoot outside of the ten feet.
0: Well, there there was also one play where they. You know they called a foul, and Phillips went ahead and shot a three from the top of the key and made it. Didn't count. And but sometimes when they say Phil, the shooter just needs to see the ball go in. And I'm thinking, okay, well maybe that like shoot it, man, force it, like force the issue, take over. You're six foot eight, two hundred pounds. You nobody on the floor can jump higher than you, more athletic than you. Come on, dude. Like you want to go to the NBA? I'd love to see you go to the NBA take over, dominate, show the scouts that are watching that you can grab the ball and go to the hoop and at least get fouled.
2: Well, I mean, that and bomb some from He start connecting on his three-point shots. That's what's going to get him drafted. Take
0: some. He didn't attempt one the other night. He's one of three in 19 minutes. You got to shoot the ball. I mean, the other guys aren't making them right now. How many points? I mean, how
3: many attempts did Comwa do from the three-point line? sir? did he do any? None. That, that's why, another why thing. Not? That, he's got the best hey. three-point shot on the team. I don't understand that at all.
0: I mean, that that he was a s- broom out of the paint if he do <laughs> that. Such an effective play last year, and go back to the Grant and Admiral days where they do that thing where the big guys run is kind of half jogging down the court with his hands up, right? Yeah, and then like the point guard at Bone would use that weaving. as a moving screen basically a legal moving screen and then would like drive and then kick it back out to grant and he'd not and he'd be wide open because everybody you know goes with the point guard he's driving and, and and he'd make that shot and camo's passing up those open threes and Barnes always talks about well I'll tell santee and uh ziegler you can't pass up open threes i'd say the same thing about camo because you're right phil he can actually shoot it
3: yeah one more thing uh our buddy Bino on another show said that the, we, the, the teams that advanced the farthest in an NCAA tournament were, were, that won three games were two of the teams that the Tennessee fans despised during the regular season. Remember that? Okay. The Pearls team and the uh, team. Both of them were despised by the Tennessee fan
0: base uh-huh.
3: during, during the season. So is this good history repeat itself?
0: It's interesting. I don't. I don't think we're we're on this team as as, as bad as we were. Yeah, the Conzo. What I'm trying to remember. I can't, Was the that was a petition year. Was the year. Pearl. Was Pearl's fifth year. Was did we despise That's when that all team? That Tyler Smith stuff
3: going on in that okay. year.
0: Yeah, I don't think we felt nearly as bad about that team as we did the Conzo team. But your point is well taken. There was some. It was unexpected that that team would go as far as they did.
3: Yeah, and all the good teams uh, pretty much choked.
0: But that team also peaked at the right time, man. The conzo that was weird because they were so much more talented. They should never have been an 11 seed or whatever it was. And then to have – you get by Iowa and then you play Mercer and UMass. Like, the door really opened up wide for that team. And I'm not – I'll give them credit, man, because it was it was a fun run to go on with those guys. But uh, the oh the 2010 team was that was a fun ride, man, because they really came on towards the end of the year. Pearl kind of stopped with all the pressing and everything. He's like, "All right, we're just gonna be a half court defense and rebounding team." And they caught fire and JP Prince went. came within a free throw or. a – or a, or a or a one more good defensive possession of going to the final four.
3: Didn't we lose to Kentucky about thirty points in the SEC tournament that year? Am I just losing one of I'm those? Buying... Yeah,
0: one of those years. That was the year. Oh, this stands out to me about that game. But if Melvin Goins like just punch was it Cousins right in the family jewels in that game get thrown out.
3: Well, yeah, I remember that
0: now. It's always been Kawhi
3: Leonard to go to the uh, to, to play Ohio
0: State. Yeah, right? uh,
2: who is it? Some Tennessee player said he smells like.
0: Uh, Brian Williams said he did not bathe. Did not yeah, he smell smells
2: good. like smells like dirty laundry.
3: Well, that's probably giving a Kentucky a Kentucky player a compliment.
0: See, he was talking about Kawhi Leonard, but nevertheless. 865 546 8200. Hey, Diablo, hang right there. We're coming to you next. We're going to take a quick break, get caught up, back with more of your phone calls coming up next here on Fan Run Radio. Welcome back. The drive continues. It's Fan Run Radio. It's the second time you've referenced
2: Cindy in the past 72 hours. You're a Cindy Lauper fan, aren't you?
0: No. We brought up Cindy Lauper because she was she was up for induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's exactly and you That's were right. slandering that one really good song she has, which is just foolish. Which one? I don't I couldn't she bop? No. Does she do Girls Just Wanna Have Fun? Oh, that song's awful. It's pretty bad. But, uh, time after time, time after time, it's a banger, great song, it's, timeless I've, love song. I've, I've heard it a gazillion times, dude. But there's a reason for that, because people play it all the time, because it's such a good song.
2: Yeah, but I was, I remember lots song songs played song. out does
0: not mean a, that a song is bad. You watched the Grammys last night?
2: As much as I could stomach of it. Really?
0: Yeah. I just uh, I, I don't
2: if you're going to show the Grammys, like, go back to the old days where the cameras stayed
0: photo I don't care what the crowd's reaction is. I want to watch the bands perform. See, I don't, man. I just hear this modern music, and uh, sorry, Diablo, I know said we're coming right to you, and we are, but we've got to get up on the porch here for a second. The, the problem with music these days. Like, I I turned it on, I listened to it, I'm like, where's the rest of it? It sounds so sparse to me. It's got no soul, man. Back in the day, even even the old day, like before our time, when you would hear whatever, like the Everly Brothers, Herman, Herman, whatever was cool. Back in the day, you'd have, you know, three or four instruments and different vocal parts and everything. It was a song. It was a collaborative effort, a composition. Now it's like, as uh, it one instrument's enough? And we'll just have a guy sing over it, and yeah. That's that's it.
2: And I mean, there were some old man moments last night, sure. Uh, I don't really understand uh, Harry Styles. Uh, he came out looking like something that Helen nice. Reddy would have worn at the Grammys in like '77. To interrupt that. With some sequin. I have no type idea who that gown.
0: is. Uh. I don't know. Well, Harry Styles. Ten- that's his name. Harry Styles. Yeah, a guy. Yeah, yeah he's he, apparently yeah. some type of singer. It's not a band like Jethro Tull. He, no,
1: he was a part of One Direction, but his solo stuff is actually really have, good. They were a boy band, right? Yeah, yeah, they were a boy band that was created by Simon So Powell. he's the new
0: Justin Timberlake. He's like, no, he's yeah. really talented. He can stand yeah. on his own, that that kind he of thing. Stole, he, uh, and he And he okay. stole
2: Jason Sudeikis' wife, and then he dumped her. Well.
0: <laughs> like he stole her, or he just dated her after they broke up no, no they so, were
2: they were married when her he and, moved
0: in on ted lasso's girl
2: yeah and she's a famous actress yeah it's olivia Wilde. yeah
0: I mean, it's, it's too bad didn't she date star child for a while too
2: no that's olivia Munn, that's, Yeah, that's Olivia um, Munn. and she got smart and sorry she's actually married to john mulaney now he's well, a good comic she who was also married at the time
1: i don't think they're together anymore but she is having a child this is not what i expected that i know this is not gonna be your style of music i get it but his his song watermelon sugar is just actually really really good so watermelon sugar yeah i don't know if i want to. i can't i'll tell you off that kind of redundant yeah It's it's
2: it's it's up there with a day in the life and uh, (laughs) yes exactly. Give me shelter.
0: Hey John, do you want to help me write watermelon sugar? Well, I don't know.
1: I can't. I can't describe. Write me a song. I can't talk about right now what the meaning behind it is, but but there isn't. There there isn't a deeper meaning. There's not a sex song. Yes, yes,
0: it is. Oh great.
2: Some it's it's like it's. And it is what it is. It's like three minutes of really good pop music.
0: What? Watermelon Sugar?
2: Yeah. You've heard it? Oh, yeah. Good song? Oh, it's a banger. Okay. But don't compare
0: ex- don't, don't, don't it. Like, whose side are you on here? <laughs> I did this not is the expect part that. where... They, are. they aren't going to yeah, be buying I'm it. i doing your I'm part. Be- I'm disparaging the song I've never heard before. Let me... Uh, come on here and tell me it's a banger. It's a banger, but
2: it's not like they're going to be buying it in the shops 200 years from now. Like the other records, Isn't like the shops. S- no one buys anything from the shops anymore. You know what I music. mean? <laughs> Those records will still be in the shops. The shops are the shops, man. The shops. It doesn't have to be brick and mortar, Mark. They're not going to be downloading
0: it for free off an illegal stream site. Somebody
2: two hundred years from now, like discover it, cover it, and it'll be a hit again. Hey, you wrote a hit song. But the guy did show up to the Grammys in some kind of like sequin-looking 1970s.
0: I'm talking like Dion Warwick, Donna Summer, Helen Reddy kind of dress. All I saw was there was some guy who performed in like devil guard. Like he looked like the devil or something and all the... Yeah, there was the, a lot of red. The right-wing and- types are clutching their pearls over... yeah. Well, somebody think of the children. What are your children doing up at 11 o'clock at night watching the Grammys? On a school night. You terrible parents. Anyway. Coming down off the porch now. Yeah. Feel better now. Got that off my chest. Let's go back to the phones. El Diablo is next. What's up, Diablo? Good
4: afternoon, guys. I hope the Monday has brought a start to a great week for you.
0: So far, so good. Doing all right.
4: Hey, did anybody check the basketball Saturday and maybe see if we were playing with a women's uh, ball?
0: Or we weren't playing with a women's hey, ball.
4: Maybe one of them Dollywood balls that you shoot there with 60 pounds of air pressure in it or something. Maybe
0: some of those rims like they had at the Tennessee Valley Fair where they're like oval <laughs> and tilted and all that kind of thing.
4: Guys, my question is this, and I asked this last week, and... Do you think we have found a starting lineup? I mean, I'm just going to ask the three of you. What would be your starting five, and who do you have coming off the bench?
0: Oh, boy. All right, so I, I said on, the show, on Voluntary Reaction Saturday, I would be starting Urosh
2: for I a variety of that, reasons. Yeah.
0: So I would probably start – I'd go back to the two big lines. I'd probably just go back to what they were doing, man. I'd go Urosh and Camois. With triple J at the three and then Vescovy and Ziegler in the backcourt, and I'd have Phillips as the sixth man in early and often. Well, that- Rappa,
4: let me ask you this. When do you give up on Euros and when do you start act- when do you start putting a walkie in
0: there more?
2: Well I mean, a I- walk's gotta start getting more minutes.
0: I agree. But here's the thing about Uros, and I don't think he's a great player that we build around or anything like that but that basketball team was dead Saturday until he got in there and started mixing it up and doing his thing I know he can't hit a free throw to save his life and it's whatever but I, I feel like I would start him because he gives energy he gets the crowd into it he gets his teammates fired up his teammates love him um and And he can sneak a few buckets in on you. Remember the Arizona game when he got, like, four points, I think, in the first two or three minutes out there? And I also think that – Yeah, there's been more than one game where he
2: scored, like, the first four points.
0: He draws so much attention through his antics and his physicality and all that stuff. I feel like it takes some of the pressure off of Vescovy and Triple J, in particular, who are more passive guys. They're not super aggressive players on the offensive end I think it kind of frees them up I really do again I'm not saying that I would play Urosh 20 plus minutes but I'd start him just as a a tone setter
4: and to answer your Iwaka
0: question I don't know man Uh, like I think he's going to be a very good player I think he gives you some of that same energy that Urosh does now so maybe you could you I, I could listen to the argument of like giving him those minutes but uh He's just like a rebounding magnet. Still a freshman, yeah. yeah. Yes.
2: I mean, he's he hasn't put it all together on the offensive end yet, um, but he's just got such a – I mean, he's just tenacious when it comes to going after rebounds.
4: Bear, you've got the same feeling I do. I mean, it's almost Dennis Rodman-like. I mean, he just got the neck for the ball, and I think he's just got to start stealing minutes uh, from other guys to get him in because he's not going to get better if he's not got that on floor experience.
2: yeah. But he he's definitely one of those guys, like, you know when it's him when he gets a rebound because you'll hear that the smack of him slamming his hands together on the ball. He's a real sure rebounder. I don't know. But I agree with Still Russ. Let me ask you this.
4: Do you all think that we're playing on tired legs? I mean, do we look like we've hit a wall at this point?
2: I think there's certain guys think, that have played a lot of minutes.
4: Like, you know, there was a play in the late in the game when we were up eight and come got it down there. And I mean, it was an uncontested drop in dunk layup and he didn't look like he could jump out of his sock and almost, and it was pitiful how, how bad he missed that shot. And that really turned into a four point turnaround.
2: Yep. Yeah. We talked about it earlier. He should have dunked it, man.
0: I, yeah I don't, I don't know that he could i i think i think that was like it was in his head he missed so many shots i think he was just kind of freaked out like where is everybody there must be somebody coming to block my shot and he just rushed it or wasn't focused wasn't paying attention that was a weird play
4: so what do we have over there on the steps like do we have a shooting coach or i mean i know we have a strength and conditioning coach am i correct
0: yeah i mean barnes is kind of the shot doctor over there that's that's his thing. One of Listen, his things. Uh, he needs to look, if he, uh, the shot doctor needs to look in the mirror.
4: That's you I, know, what both I think. Teams, both teams Saturday, I, I see. I saw the statistic, five for 48 from three. I'm not sure I've ever seen any more abysmal shooting at that level. Maybe at the middle school level, but five for 48? That's unbelievable.
0: Lowest scoring SEC game since the late '40s. Wow! Uh, it says it all right there. uh Anything else, Diablo?
4: No, guys. It's, uh, thanks for letting me call in today. Appreciate you, show, and I'll talk to you later. Thank See you. Yeah.
0: The shot doctor needs to look in the mirror. Yeah, his
1: team's worn out. He's got to look at the man in the mirror. It's a good song. Something Michael Jackson said. Yeah.
0: Good song by a sick dude.
1: <laughs> Did
0: we ever make a decision on that? What, what, what do you want him to do? Give, give guys a couple
2: days off? No, but, I mean, that's the one thing that I will say is what I see. I mean, you can focus in on the, just the unsuccessful ends to our seasons. I'm looking at there's a, there's a common factor, and it just seems like we're always worn out at the end of the year.
0: Okay, counterpoint. This team, aside from Julian Phillips, is not super talented. They're talented. Like he does a good job recruiting, but they're not. Phillips is the only guy that has first round potential. They've overachieved, or they getting you don't, the most. You don't get that roster to 19 and 3, whatever, 18 and 3, number two in the country this time last week. Right. Without working them the way you do. There's got to be a way to thread that needle. I do think that you have to have a, a feel for that. And maybe as the season goes along and you do get here later in the year, it's like, okay, um, even if we're not going to give the whole team off, maybe like, hey, Santi, Josiah, you guys go ahead and shut it down today. I go ahead and hit the showers and, you know, go home, get some food and, and, and rest up. We'll see you tomorrow. I mean, Sandy he, should absolutely be in the – I'd just have him –
2: he'd be living in the training room. Be very limited on what I was asking him to do until they get his shoulder right. Ziegler's one. They, they, he's got to – but, you know, I, I think what it really goes back to, I think they really were all in on getting that Uri Collins kid. How different does this team look with Uri Collins? Oh, it?
0: man. Yeah. Probably a lot different probably a lot different but it goes back to the conversation we were having earlier about the portal you've got to have your eyes peeled man if a good point guard available jump on it man get him in here yeah oh. rusty is next what's up rusty hello gentlemen how's it going good, good good you guys are doing okay i suppose so far so good no uh, complaints deal
5: hey i uh i want to talk basketball and about how spot on philly was um but first i was gonna so I, I texted you a few minutes ago a video of harry styles on howard stern doing a cover of sledgehammer by peter gabriel not many people have done a better cover of a song that's pretty classic Okay. It's uh, it's good stuff. Uh, okay. it's, it's, I'll, I'll teach you the YouTube button. I'm
0: intrigued. I'll, I'll take a look at that.
5: Hey, um, my daughter has seen him three times in like the last six months. <laughs> she's she, she's quite the large fan of Harry. <laughs> Evidently. Um. Yeah. Um. Any, any Marvel buffs there, like uh, Avengers and whatnot?
0: Well, has Marcus written all over it? Are you a Marvel guy, Mar- Marcus? Mar- yeah, I'm a fan of Marvel.
5: I guess you know Harry Styles is Thanos' brother. Correct, yes, he is.
1: Yeah. That is correct, that's, Rusty.
0: Uh,
5: he may end up being a big, bigger movie star than music star. I don't know if that's possible, but anyway, that, that's who Harry Styles is for those out there. Really, I only know about him.
1: You know what? Go ahead. Now that you've said the movie thing, that really made me think. Russell's connection with him being Justin Timberlake is more accurate than I really thought about. Like, cause, it is. Yeah, it's Timberlake did the whole movie thing and all that for a while. I think he still tries to, but... Yeah, that's that's actually a really good comparison. I completely forgot about that.
5: T- Timberlake doesn't get enough credit for the movie he did that was the true story about the murder of the kid. Oh,
4: there.
0: that was a terrible, like not terrible movie. It was just like a hard one to watch. It was gut Heartbreaking. But he's that his alpha dog. Alpha
5: dog was brilliant. Alpha yeah, dog. He was, he was brilliant in that.
0: You ever see that? Just, no, like, it's one of those movies that's like makes you physically uncomfortable watching it.
2: Yeah. No, I saw the trailer, and that's you know me. It, I'm it, not watching anything it's, like it's that. It's gut wrenching. Yeah.
5: Hey, so about a couple of things, I want I want to pick a Philly, about one thing because most of what he said was spot on. But I was looking back. Bobby Hurley, Duke Blue Devil, pretty good basketball player. Played average thirty four minutes a game in college, and there's a bunch of games where he only played twenty. In games that mattered, he averaged forty minutes a ball game.
2: Yeah, and lots of,
5: lo- lots, of lots of guys over the years play wire-to-wire wire at that position and, and, and are able to handle it. I don't know if ZZ is, but plenty of guys do it.
0: I do think the criticism of Barnes playing guys too many minutes is among the laziest criticisms of Barnes that there is out there because there is data, too, to back that up, where it's like we actually don't play our guys many Nearly minutes compared to most other programs.
5: Yeah, ZZ is the only guy that plays at, at too many minutes, or what 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 you, what you could even call too many minutes. Um, but Philly's point on Commonwealth is a hundred percent. You were talking about the starting lineup. I don't know if anybody knows it, but I, I've kind of went back and done some stuff on why he's so up and down against Texas. He was a hero against Mississippi state games. Hero. When he plays guys that are his height or a little smaller, like the Texas front line, he goes off when he plays, seven-footers like Florida has and like the Brom kid who's bigger than him not a seven-footer but still bigger than in Calmwa, he struggles with that turnaround jumper and it affects his whole game Mm. that's maybe it's a if we're playing Purdue you start Euros but maybe if you're playing Texas in the tournament you would start Conwa so I think it's really a matter of matchups as to who the starting guys are
0: yeah yeah, I could get with that, and it gets back to the conversation we always have about being able to win different games in different ways. Mm-hmm. And Barnes, I don't think he's going to do a lot of that, you know, shifting the starting lineup. But you can certainly, you can certainly shift tactics, and I think he's he's been flexible. A, in just a minute, yeah.
5: And, and like you guys said, when Colm was on the court, and he's playing against the Castleton, who's a seven-footer rim protector. Have him linger at the three-point line and drag that defender away and shoot the open three if the guy don't come out there, at least force him to start come challenging it, and then that opens up ZZ for the drive. It's not complicated. There, us trying to force him to shoot turnaround jumpers in the paint against that Auburn guy wasn't the right thing. Drag that guy away from the basket. It's, those are things we can criticize Barnes on, not knowing how to use the guy the right way, Yeah, depending on the matchup.
0: Well, uh, anyway. yeah, we'll, we'll see. Rusty, we got to run, man. Appreciate the Let phone go, call. Later. Stay with us. The drive continues. Back to wrap up. Hour number two right after this. Wrapping up. Hour number two of the drive here on Fan Run Radio. Setting up a banger third hour, hopefully. i got to get this uh, Athlon SEC football roster rankings. The Jaden Rashada NIL deal. Did you see <laughs> that stuff come out? Yeah. That is not a lot of work for a lot of money, isn't it? Nah. <laughs>
2: Look up pay to play in the dictionary and that's it. Like If, if you get caught with your hand, in, you know, not even the hand in the cookie jar, but I mean, if you're, you don't want stuff like this getting out.
0: The Athletic obtained a copy of the NIL contract that Rashada allegedly signed with Florida. It called for a $500,000 upfront payment. So I guess signing bonus is what we used to refer to that as. After that, his payments would increase from $250,000 a month as a freshman to $291,666 a month as a sophomore to $375,000 a month as a junior with $195,000 payments as a senior, I guess they figured that if he was that good, he would either A, get a new contract or B, go pro after his junior season. All he had to do to fulfill the obligations to get that money was reside in Gainesville, Florida. At least one branded Twitter post and one branded Instagram post per month. Just one. A month. Up to eight fan engagement events per year. These could include in-person appearances, social media engagements, video conferences, or interviews. None would last longer than two hours. And he would have to autograph up to 15 pieces of merchandise per year. That's call me crazy, yeah. but it seems really easy. Yeah, super easy. Up to eight fan engagement events I'm per sure year. I'm sure that's why he so, signed with them. So maybe like
2: two or three. But then they backed out of the deal, correct?
0: Yeah, I mean, you would think that they, you would want to make it like more – Events, autograph signing events, and then like fifteen pieces of merchandise. You hear like Johnny Manziel when he got in trouble for all that. Wasn't he signing like thousands of things? Yes. Like you would say, like you're going to meet up at the NIL offices a couple of times, three or four times, and we're going to have a hundred or so things for you to sign each time. And and even that is is asking so little. For the, that kind of money? Yes.
2: And that's like that's better money than guys making the NFL. That's crazy, man. The most of the guys that play in the National Football League, that's better money than they're making.
0: Andy Stap- Somebody asked Andy Staples, who wrote this article on Twitter, right. how much he's making now that he's at Arizona State, and Staples responded that his understanding is that he is making nothing. Now, I don't know if I believe that but it's probably not $250,000 a month for a handful of autograph appearances. You might have gotten a 50 grand. All right, stay with us. Hour number three of The Drive, just around the corner. Marcus has your top five at five when we continue next here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive.